which is me talking into a microphone. It's not like it used to be. But we've been talking about faith. And if you've missed it, you've missed it. But yesterday as I was teaching, I was so convicted. I felt so convicted. And I was thankful that on Thursday night I heard a sermon with the young people that reminded me that conviction is a Christian's best friend. And the lesson was talking about building up our faith, building up ourselves as Christians in the most holy faith. And at one point I was just so convicted because what's been going on since February and March, whether you recognize it or not, is a spiritual battle bigger than anything we have fought before. And we sang a song today that says you bring light to the darkness. And as we were standing out here in this bright sunshine, I was convicted again because we are standing in the light of the sun and in the light of the sun. But there are people that are needing us to engage in spiritual warfare because though the sun is shining, they are in darkness. Do you 
you feel the darkness? I mean, I, I feel it. It, it. it wants to choke me. Have you felt choked the last couple months? Have you felt like you're just drowning and there's just no way you can get out of what's going on? Have you felt that or is it just me? And I was convicted because I have responded incorrectly. I have felt sorry for myself. I have felt lonely when I had someone always with me. The greatest comforter, the greatest friend. When I had opportunity to reach my neighbors and to reach for those that in the vicinity are the only people that I could come in contact with them, was I praying for them? Was I doing more than just acting friendly? Because yes, friendliness as a Christian, it's a great tool, but there is nothing we can do greater than praying. There is nothing that we can do greater than praying in the Holy Ghost. And we, we cannot fail at that. The depression that you feel, the loneliness that you feel, the desperation that you feel, there is an answer. There is a way out of it. It doesn't matter if we never go back to normal again. It doesn't matter. And we have to come to that place where we say, you know what, God, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I'm hot. It doesn't matter that it's hard to have church out here and it doesn't feel right and that there's no altar to kneel at. And then when pastor preaches, I don't feel like responding. You know what? It doesn't matter. I will pray. I will go to church. I will respond. I will be there. I will worship. We have got to be determined, church. Isn't this the place that it's easiest to pray in the Holy Ghost? Isn't this the place where it's easiest to lift up my hands and begin speaking with other tongues as the Holy Ghost gives me utterance? Isn't this the place? So when we come here, when I say this is the place, I don't mean this ground. I mean with you and with you and with you and with you. This is the place. Wherever we are together, whether in our minds, in, in our living rooms, this is the place. And I challenge you right now, and I just, I feel it so strong. I know I haven't done anything like this in a long time, but God convicted me. If you would raise your hands, I challenge you. And if you would begin to pray, pray as though we are in darkness that can be felt because somebody is. And not just somebody who we don't know, but somebody who's been here with us, who should be here with us. They are in a darkness so strong they can feel it closing in. And it is time for us to pray them out of that darkness. If you would right now lift up your hands. And it may be that you need to take care of your own heart first. It may be that you need to yield yourself to the Lord first. But let's do that right now. Oh, God, we yield ourselves to you. We will not be complacent in this battle anymore. Tomorrow, oh God, we will not wait till we're together as the body of Christ. But from this moment, we commit to you to build ourselves up in the most holy faith. Lord, to be contenders in the battle that is going on. Lord, I know there is a battle. I know there is a war, God, and you are the captain, Jesus. Jesus. 
Did he hear you pray in the Holy Ghost? say that we are standing on holy ground. The presence of the Lord has ascended upon this property. Amen. Come on, let's continue. Let's continue in prayer right now. The Lord has used my wife to speak revelation. We have heard revelation. We have heard the preaching of the word. Respond to it right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, let there be liberty right now to respond to the preached word of the Lord. Hallelujah. What we heard was inspired of the Holy Ghost. That's it. I love you, Lord. I worship you. I honor you. I exalt you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Upon the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, we come against every spirit that opposes the moving of the Holy Spirit. We come against right now and rebuke every opposing spirit to the word of God and the ministry of it in our lives and in our hearts right now. We loose the love of God which is able to cast out all fear. We loose the grace of God which is sufficient, your strength that is made perfect in our weakness. We loose the joy of the Lord which is able to become our strength. My Lord and my God, 
my Lord and my God. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. Take this moment and listen for the voice of the Lord speak expressly to you. Listen for the voice of the Lord speak to your spirit as you pray with your understanding as you pray in the spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. What she has shared with you is along the same lines of the, what the Lord has been speaking to my heart about. What I feel inspired to speak, I also feel inspired to wait. And I will be sharing, Lord willing, this Thursday, talking about how the spirit of Antichrist is already at work what that looks like in our world today. It is a spiritual war that we are in right now. It is an all-out war for the end of time, the end of days. And it is time that the church be active spiritually activating their faith. It is time for us to see the hand of God that is a work through our lives. Let His voice be heard through our mouths. You may be seated. I had the privilege of being together with our young people this past Thursday night. We gathered together. Brother Alex Perry opened up his home. There was 21 of us crammed into his apartment living room hearing the Word of God preached, a powerful message ministered by Brother L.J. Harry. If you missed it, I encourage you to go back and watch it. In response to the word, we began to pray. And it was just a natural progression. We didn't think about it. I, I, it, it wasn't something that I had to pause and consider. It was just kind of a natural flow. Begin to pray with and for our young people and our hyphen students I begin to lay hands on them and to begin to pray with my understanding and also in the spirit and as this was happening it dawned on me that this was the first time since March 15th that I was freely laying hands on people and praying for them It was a significant moment just of revelation for me to 
realize how powerful human touch is and how it is intended to be within the church. Please don't misunderstand me. I understand that the precautionary measures that we have implemented that have been suggested and recommended by governments, I do not seek to rebel against those, but at the same time, I want you to understand that there is an element that is intended to be a part of the church. The comparison has existed between the days that we're living in and places in the world where Christians cannot live openly their faith, what is called the underground church, where people would meet in secret in their homes and buildings and places where they would take strict measures to make sure that they were not publicly known. But even in those times and in those places where there was maybe just a handful meeting together in someone's apartment, someone's basement, some secret place or bunker, I understand that whether it be a handful, dozens, or even hundreds, they would worship the Lord, though not with a shout, but they would begin to pray one for another, laying hands upon one another because the Bible talks about the significance of taking authority and praying and seeing one another healed and restored and strengthened. And I want you to know that as your pastor, there is nothing more than I want to see that moment come sooner than later. Because I believe that there is an impartation, that there is a significant work of the Spirit that happens in that interaction. It was, that was on Thursday, on Friday, I was able to have the honor of being with Sister Micah Nyken and her family at her grandfather's celebration of life service that was held inside of the uh, grandmother's, excuse me, grandmother's celebration of life service that was held in the church that she attended, and they gathered together, and they sang some of her favorite songs, and it dawned on me, Sister Micah, during that service that this was the first time since March 15th that I was sitting inside of a church building, singing together with church family, songs of praise and worship, and it dawned on me, Sister Maria, the significance of being together with the family of God, feeling the presence of the Lord, worshiping and hearing the preached word of God as we did on that day. Yesterday, I attended a wedding ceremony for a friend of mine that we grew up with. He was a little bit younger than me. He was like a younger brother, one of my younger brothers. Got married yesterday and after the wedding, I had an opportunity to take my brother Mark to the airport, and after which I visited with my pastor in Joliet, Illinois, Pastor Brent Brosom. I was able to share my heart with him, talk to him about what's going on in my life, and I realized the importance, the significance of being able to speak to a shepherd in my life, to have him and his wife pray for me and pray over me. And how important it was to have that in my life, to have that security, to have that covering in my life, that even though I serve as a pastor, I thank God that I have the covering of a pastor in my life. After I left, 
He lives right off of Interstate 55 near the interchange of Interstate 55 and Interstate 80. I got off on the ramp and on to Interstate 55, and I was on my way home, gave my wife a call, let her know I was on my way, and got to listening to some podcasts and just enjoying the Word of the Lord being taught through podcasts and actually was listening to our Sunday school messages taught by Brother Walker and my wife. And it didn't dawn on me until I looked up and saw the exits for blooming to normal. That instead of getting off 55 and on onto Interstate 80 headed towards the Quad Cities, I remained on 55 all the way to Bloomington. I drove all the way to Bloomington and then I drove home last. I could not believe it. You see, the fact of the matter is, is I started on the right road. In fact, the road I remained on was the right road for a certain amount of time. But it was imperative that I do not miss my turn if I want to get to my desired destination. You sit here before me today, you have started on the right road. And some of those roads are meant only for a season of time. But we've got to make sure that we walk after the Spirit and that we do not miss the leading of the Holy Ghost when He needs us or wants us or calls us to turn and to head a different direction still toward the desired destination. Past three months, there has been some unexpected turns. And perhaps in your life personally, there have been some unexpected turns that maybe have nothing to do with COVID, maybe have nothing to do with racial injustice, may have nothing to do with murder hornets or bug bites from the property. Let me tell you, when I heard that there was an epidemic of bug bites among the church family, I just said, well, it is 2020. At this point, I don't think anything will surprise me. The work that he has begun in each and every one of you, no matter where you are on your journey toward heaven, no matter where you are in your relationship with God, I have come to tell you, to remind you, to preach to you this short exhortation before we spend a time in prayer that, listen, you've got to continue to follow after the Spirit. Now is no time to put it into cruise control. Now is no time to slide into some kind of automatic pilot and think that as long as you're just heading one direction that you'll be perfectly fine. we, we got to activate the faith that was, that is within us. we got to activate the supernatural that is all around us. We've got to tap into the work of God and the Word of God. We need to make sure that His Word continues to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. We've got to continue to walk after the spirit and not after the flesh why because i believe that god has a destination and a destiny for our lives but we will miss it if we do not follow after the spirit 
And no matter where you are today, no matter if you feel like you are spiritually strong and you're ready to conquer hell with a squirt gun, or you feel like you have backslidden and you are far away from where you used to be with God, I've come to tell you that the work that he has begun in your life, that he has every intention to complete it, but you've got to make sure that you continue to listen to his voice, follow after his spirit, let his word be an anchor to your soul. Why? Because God has promises still to fulfill in your life. Would you lift your hands right now and just begin to thank the Lord. We love you, Jesus. We worship and honor you, Jesus. Hallelujah. On this Father's Day, we want to acknowledge and declare our dependence upon our Heavenly Father. Lord, it is you that have given, that has brought us into the family of God. We were not born into this family, but we were reborn. We were grafted in. We've been given a spirit of adoption. We are adopted into the family of God, and we are thankful for it. We are thankful for our adopted father, not our earthly father. While we are thankful, Lord, for earthly fathers and their role in our lives, especially those that have served well and trained us up in the way that we should go, and those that are still trained their children we give them honor today but God we recognize that a good earthly father is only good because he's following the example of a good good father our heavenly father and today we lift up our hands all over this place and we declare that we need you more than we need anything else in this world or this life thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I'm going to give instructions to do something, and I will do so very aware that there are precautionary measures that perhaps we should still be following, but I feel like perhaps there's someone that, you know what, Pastor, I just want to feel the hand of a shepherd on me. I just want to feel the hand of a spiritual father. If you know my spirit at all, you know that I do not say what I say in pride. But as I sat with my pastor last night, I understood the significance of his role in my life. And I realized also that he was under spiritual attack. And his conversation with another pastor made me realize that another pastor is under spiritual attack. And the enemy is trying to discourage, defeat, and even put into depression pastors and shepherds as we have had this time of separation from the saints. But listen, there is still a significant role here to play. If you are here and you would like prayer. We're not going to open it all up, but if there is someone here, I'd like you just to line up in this open area. I'm not going to lay my hand on your head, but just simply touch your shoulder, pray a prayer over you. I would like our ministry leaders to come and just be behind me and be praying with us. I'd like our children's ministry director, our hyphen leaders, our music minister, my wife, our assistant pastor. I would like them just to be up here with me, and we're going to pray. We're not going to have perhaps an altar call like we are necessarily accustomed to at one time, but we just want that touch. We just, we just want to have this time of prayer. Go ahead and just space out over this, this open field in this middle section. And I'm just going to make my way through you, and I'm going to ask our ministry leaders to be behind me and just be praying with your hands lifted towards these individuals. And if, if you would, church family, that you have not made your way already up here, would you extend your hands toward these? 
and begin to pray. Pray with your understanding. Pray with the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Mighty God, we understand that there is a spiritual work that is done in the physical